Medical information obtained from our website or the live show is not intended to be a substitute for personal care. If you have or you suspect you might have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of this radio show or their sponsors.
you know, what labels mean what. Um, I know for, for us, we sell eggs. We sell eggs from right. the farm. We sell eggs from right. chickens that are not caged up, and they're not eating a bunch of medicine. They're, we're not medicating them. But we cannot put organic on our label because we are not feeding an organic feed, even though all these right. other things are going yeah. for the chicken, you know, for a healthy chicken, they we cannot use organic. However, in the industry, all they have to do is switch the feed into an organic feed and then process it. And they can call organic. it organic. They can call it organic. And it could be right. tightly packed into a house or a cage with no, no view of the sun or a blade of grass, and it's still organic. So Exactly, I tell, and it's... I tell people, look it's, for pastured. Pastured is the word that means more than organic, even. Pastured. Interesting, pastured. because that means... right. That means they're on grass. Interesting. They're outside, right. enjoying life. Right. And it's interesting that these things that we see as words are triggers <clears throat> for people to feel that energy to buy that product. Wow, this is going to do this for me, and, and mm-hmm. this is going to do that for me, and I'm going to feel this way, and it's organic. And it's interesting because when I do the shopping at home, I love it. My son and I have been doing the shopping together ever since he was like six months old, <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> and it's cool, but when we go into the market, there's two labels when we go to Rouse. There's mm-hmm. Simply True, and there's Simply True Organic. Okay. And it's interesting because there's uh, a confusing label and wording that makes them very similar. Mm-hmm. Because they advertise simply true as organic, but they also then have a simply true organic line as well. So, where's which one's so more organic? Or that that's that's the thing. And so I asked the guy when I was there last, and I said, you know, you have these two products. I'm confused as a consumer, mm-hmm. much like our listeners, you know, when they go and do the shopping for <clears throat> their products and, and things at the market. And, you know, what does this really mean? How can you explain this to me as a consumer buying this product? Because I want for my family to have more organic products. Mm-hmm. And so he said, this is it. This is the simply true organic. And I said, so why do you have this? And he didn't really have an answer because it doesn't come from him. It comes from a higher source, and we weren't able to get that information. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting how those magnetic words, those triggers that bring people in to buy that product. Mm -hmm. Well, remember when the oat brand craze was in its height, and everybody was going crazy over oat brand. So everything had oat brand in it, even, you know, things that aren't supposed to have oat brand had oat brand now. And I think that's what happens is, the companies jump on the bandwagon of, hey, what are people looking for? What are those words that people are searching for? Kind of like a Google right. search. And they're going to put that word in there, not necessarily meaning that maybe that's not the product you're actually looking for when you see that word. So Exactly. So You've got to know, know what you're looking for. That's mm-hmm. really important. You know, going back and I think explaining what, serving sizes and what portion sizes. You know, okay. serving size is a standard measurement of food. So when you go buy a bag of chips, they are putting on a specific measurement on there for that specific food item. Now a portion control or portion control, I shouldn't say portion size, excuse mm-hmm. me, 
is the amount of food that you put on your plate. Okay. So there's a difference. So when you go and you read labels, and I'm a huge label reader, you know that, Mm -hmm. and I want our listeners to do that more as well, to really get more in tune with what they're buying. Look at the things, and you and I are going to talk about more about what people's goals are with this as well, and that's important to know. And serving size is tricky because it's a product that they put out there, and it's a stimulus as well to get people to buy the product when it says that it's low in fat or lower in calories. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and their idea of a list- serving size may not be your idea of a serving size. Exactly, but they have to put it specifically on how they lower the fat content because it has to change or the calorie content. So it lowers in calories and it lowers in fat. Mm-hmm. So then that serving size that tells you if you buy that bag of almonds and it says you can have six to eight, that's the serving size. Now, mm-hmm. if you change it from a raw almond to more of a um, roasted, something that has a little bit more sodium and salt in it, it changes the serving size. So huh. if you add, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I didn't know that. So if you buy something that's more raw and organic, your serving size is going to be different than if you bought something that added salt or is roasted or is, you know, sometimes you can buy the candied almonds or cashews, which I love. Mm-hmm. It changes. Serving size changes because you've got more sugar and you've got more calories. You add those things, the serving size has to change. Yeah. Well, I'm always looking at it's, my chocolate. Because I'm a real big chocolate. fan of dark chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Their serving size just does not do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got in trouble last night because I ate <laughs> too much chocolate. Uh-oh. I did. I came home. Yeah, it was too much. But it's interesting, and I think that that's such a confusing topic. And I, 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 that's what I, I want us to get out is really good information for our listeners so that we can take the confusion away. And not that it's all 100% correct, because I never, I, I never say that I'm 100% correct. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a physician, and, and so all the things that I say and that I talk about are personal experience, <clears throat> things that I do with my clients, and things that I, I do research on myself. Mm-hmm. But it, well, it's really when, interesting. I was just going to say, when, when I look at serving size, I kind of do a two, two-parter. I think about yeah. what I want to eat, how much of that yep. I want to eat, and then I look at the serving size and what it contains, and I go, okay, well, I might want to adjust it's, how much I want to eat of this because if this is how much I get for these amount of cal- calories, maybe man, I would downsize just a little. <laughs> exactly, and, you know, that's interesting that you said that, is how much of this do I want to eat? Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because it all depends on the product, right? Do I have right. a bag of chips in front of me? Or do I have yogurt? Or do I have a sandwich? You know, it all depends on the actual item that you have in front of you, but it's interesting, and the information is there. When you buy something in a package and it has detailed information on it telling you the serving size and it breaks down all of the information such as your fats, carbohydrates, sugars, and proteins, that's really informative information 
and it tells you specific percentages of your daily intake. And these are things that people should really read and learn about because it's super, super informative. And it helps us make good choices. So make we're good gonna choices, come, exactly. We're going to have to take a break. I know we hate to say that word break, but I'm going to have to take a break. a break, but yes. And we will come more, right back with talking about more of this. And um, this is Body Talk Live with Robin Pop and Jeremy Gateman, and we hope you hold on because we'll be right back. about labeling on products that you find in the grocery store. And, uh, you know, Jeremy, you're right. There's decisions that have to be made. Uh, We have to make them all the time, especially if you're trying to lose weight. Um, But also, you were talking about earlier, um, off off the radio, we were talking about if you want to increase your endurance, and you're yes. building your body up instead of trying to shrink it down. So right, right. Why don't you go into that a little bit? You know, it's it's really knowing when you, as we were talking about food choices and reading labels and wanting to know what your goals are. That's really important: is knowing where you want to take yourself. And if we're talking about wanting to increase our endurance and our muscle mass, then we want to look at things as we choose in our food, things that may have a little bit more protein, things that have more complex carbohydrates and Mm -hmm. fiber, things that are going to fill us up and give our bodies more substance, more energy, more fuel, so our motor runs more effectively. And it's interesting as we talk about weight loss as well, we also want to look at when we want to lose weight, we want to look at these things as well, but we want to pay attention as the items on that product. Be careful with the sugars, be careful with the simple carbohydrates because those also boost your insulin levels and it also creates more fat in the system when you increase more sugars, right? So it does the opposite effect of what we want to do. Okay. So what we want to look at is wanting to lose weight is we want to look at the protein and it's very similar to the in, in engaging more in the energy and stimulating the system. It's also increasing proteins. It's increasing carbohydrates but it's portion size as well. And that's really important as you and I spoke about earlier. Right. And we want to make, we want to make sure that what it goes on our plate, we're informed about. So it may be more or less than what the serving size is on the package, but most of the time it's going to be less. Less. Okay. It is. Most of the time it's going to be less. And there's so much information out there about, you know, well, gosh, how many vegetables and how much protein I should have on my plate. 
And, you know, there's a pretty standard thing that people should go by. And this is kind of what I go by is when I have a piece of protein, it's usually taking up about a third. Okay. So it's, you know, when you transition that into ounces, it's usually anywhere from about three to five ounces of a protein, a half a cup of vegetables. So I always usually standard have a half a cup of vegetables. And then you can fill the plate with another third with a carbohydrate, complex carbohydrate like brown rice, Mm -hmm. like you can use yams, you can use vegetables. Vegetables are complex carbohydrates, zucchini, bell peppers, things like that. All those vegetables are stimulating your body, and that's what we need. That's important information. And stimulate your body to break them down? Well, it doesn't stimulate your body to break them down as we were talking about in regards to increased energy and weight loss. It's really important as we go through the transitions for wanting to lose weight and to increase our energy is that we keep what they call your metabolism. It's basically Mm -hmm. like the ocean, right? The ocean has ups and downs. You see a boat teetering up and down and up and down. Well, your body does that when you fluctuate with your intake of foods, too much sugar, too many carbohydrates, it goes up and down, regulating what they call your metabolism, your internal regulation of how your body reacts to specific things, normally foods, is really important to keep it regulated, keep food in your system, don't wait too long to have something in your system, that's really important because what happens is is your body then turns on itself, which we don't want to do. Mm -hmm. We don't want our bodies, as we've talked before, if you wait too long, your body gets hungry, it's going to turn on itself and it's going to start eating the nutrients and muscle tissue that we have already in our system. And we want to avoid that. Mm -hmm. So keeping your system fueled here and there during the day, every two to three hours is really important in keeping that metabolism regulated. You'll notice a huge difference. Exactly. Snacks. You know, people think about the three basic meals, your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner. It's also super important to have those snacks during the day Mm -hmm. to keep things regulated. You know, people talk about, you know, I get my clients talking to me all the time about, gosh, what are the things that I can do during the day to have as a snack? You know, I get hungry. I get tired. I feel that my energy changes. And again, this comes down to figuring out your product that you're eating, coming down to portion size, and also figuring out what you want to accomplish. Some of my clients want to increase energy and endurance. Some want to do weight loss. Also, some of them want to focus on decreasing inflammation in the body. So specific things for specific people. There's not just one answer. Mm -hmm. It also depends on what the person wants to accomplish and what's going on with them personally. Okay, cool. Now, let's talk about something else that can go with your meal, and that's water. Yeah, yeah. So what is, um, I know it's really important to keep yourself hydrated. We've talked about that before. We Uh, have, very important. But what about when I'm in the restaurant and they ask me if I want a piece of lemon in my water? Oh, you're talking about my favorite thing? thing. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting, you know, lemon has 
been around for years. And it's interesting, there's lots of studies, there's nothing that is out there that dates it permanently, but the great thing about lemon water is that it's really great for the immune system. Ah. And it boosts the immune system, and it's great for cell health. Whenever my wife and I go out for dinner, I always get water with lemon. And I find, for me, that it's super productive. I feel great. But it really is a great nutrient for your body and for cell health. Do you like it? Do you drink when you guys go out? Do you like to drink I usually lemon do water? not get the lemon in it because, I don't know, it just is a flavor I'm not drinking at home, so I don't bother with it when we go out. But okay. um, my mom just loves to put lemon in her water at home, so she always gets the lemon, so I usually give her my lemon. <laughs> Ooh. But maybe she shouldn't get my lemon. Maybe I should keep my lemon in my own water. You should keep your lemon, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's interesting... <clears throat> Um, there, there's no, you know, they, they said that the, the lemon is great for helping with, uh, extra fluid water retention in the system. Ah. And, you know, there's no studies that that's proven Mm -hmm. that that helps. There are studies that show that when you do increase the citrus of lemon, uh, with the flavonoids, that it does help with supporting cell health. And that's important because our cells are what keep us healthy, keep our bodies running more effectively. So it's a huge boost. Mm -hmm. And it also has a great source of vitamin C. And people get the misconception, well, gosh, citrus, you know, it's going to upset my stomach and things like that. Actually, they did a study on digestive health with lemon and with lemon water, and it actually helps to promote digestion and it doesn't with the acidity doesn't engage in irritating the belly and digestive system Ah, i have a huge sensitive stomach Mm -hmm. and i drink lemon water all the time it's at home i actually sometimes throw in some ginger for a little Mm -hmm. bit of a boost it's great and i don't have any issues and i'm super sensitive cool well the ginger idea is a great idea and we're going to have to go to a break now, on on that note, <laughs> get my ginger and my on lemon, the lemon water note. in the in the break time. So, um, we will be right back with some more information, and we have a question from one of our listeners. So, we want to make sure we get we to do. that today. So, um, we'll just take a short break and be right back. This is Body Talk Live. <laughs> Body Talk Live. You got it. <laughs> Live with Robin Pop and Jeremy Gateman, and we have been talking about labels and reading labels on your food packages, and we've been talking about uh, the health benefits of lemon in your water. 
Um, but now we're going to switch it up here because Jeremy has we're a question. We're going to switch it up. We've, we've got an email question from email a Email question. I yeah. love it. So I got a question um, from Kathy. <clears throat> I get hungry after dinner around 8.30, and I go for more snack foods that I know are not very healthy. What suggestions may you give me? Kathy, very you are question. singing my song. You're, I'm telling you for everybody, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I got to hear the answer to this one. Now, it's interesting because everybody these days works more hours, right? So people yeah. are working later, things like that. So let's say you have dinner at an average of 6.30, 7 o'clock. Someone gets hungry around 8.30, 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the great thing to look at is when you sit down and have your dinner is to increase your protein, Okay. And increase your fiber, right? Cellular cellular fiber is great for filling you up more. Give me so an example of, going to, of a good fiber food to have at dinner. Good fiber food. One is brown rice. Quinoa is great. Also, your vegetables. Increase your portion size with your vegetables. Ah, that can okay. be any vegetable. Vegetables have a great source of fiber. You can also do something that's a little bit more filling, such as a sweet potato or yam. These are all very helpful things in increasing your fullness. And and we're not taking anything away. You are actually adding nutrients. That's really Mm -hmm. important for people to understand is that when I'm making these suggestions to help you later on in the evening battle those snacks, you know, going for the things that aren't necessarily good, back things up a little bit. Take a look at actually what you're eating for dinner, what your portion sizes are, and you can make these little tweaks, which really makes a huge difference. I know that I am, I I grew up loving sweets. I've been this way ever since I was little. And so after dinner, I love to have something sweet and it's a battle for me. Mm -hmm. And so I know that when I create our menu for the day, um, that will have a lot to do with how the menu is going to play out later in the day. You know, what am I going to put in there? More fiber, more protein. And this is really beneficial for us as a family because I know my wife is a huge nosher. So I really try to help her with that too. Mm -hmm. So when you add these things, you're adding more nutrients. So what are the things that you can eat? Let's say you had dinner and you're still finding yourself hungry at 8.30, 9 o'clock, what are the things that you can do? Well, suggestions. <clears throat> you can either have a, a glass of water, mm-hmm. simple. You could also have yogurt, have a half a cup of yogurt. Okay. You could have a half a teaspoon of peanut butter or almond butter. You can also have some vegetables. You know, my wife loves to have some snap peas and some carrots, and some hummus. These are really great things to have, right? Mm -hmm. You could also have, which we're going to talk about next week, is protein powders. And the difference is how to make the right choice of a protein powder. Mm -hmm. So if you have a protein powder at home, mix it in with some water, and you can have a protein shake. But really the great thing about learning how to do this is 
stepping backwards and looking at your actual dinner to make the change there because most of the time when you make the change there, it really helps things later on in that evening. And not saying not to fill yourself up. Have a boiled egg. Mm -hmm. There's lots of things out there. And if people have questions, they can call us on the phone. They can email us and, and ask us their questions and say, hey, you know, I'm still getting hungry at night. What can I do? So, Kathy, the great thing about this is take a look at your dinner and increase the soluble fiber in your protein. But also, as you're getting hungry later on in the evening, find something that's a healthier choice for you. Vegetables, fruits, have the peanut butter, maybe a little bit of yogurt if that's uh, doable for you. You know, there's non-dairy yogurts for the people that are out there that are lactose intolerant. But make the healthy choice, and it makes all the difference. And then you're going to wake up feeling great. Well, and we want to give our listeners a chance um, if they didn't get our phone number yet. Uh, Jeremy, give them a number that they can get directly to you. Yep. So they can reach me here at 310-994-9477. And we also talked about, we've been talking about the uh, the giveaway, which we've been doing, which I want someone, I'm waiting for someone <laughs> to call us and take us up on it. I'm getting yep. lonely over here. A little bit so of, if, of I, April yeah, left to take advantage a of this bit great of April, offer. Right, take, us, take us up on it. It's uh, a free evaluation and treatment for our listeners They can reach us again at 310-994-9477. They can also reach the radio station if they want to call in at 888-627-6008. And they can also get information on the show from the radio station if they'd like. And that would be a really great thing. And then we'll have to come up with something next for for May maybe. We'll see about that. Yeah, a new thing for May. Very good. And but do you also, find, there is an email. I don't want to leave out the email for emailing. Yes, the, the email is totalfitandrehab at gmail.com. There we go. They can reach me there. They can throw me an email, and I'm happy to answer their questions. But I really find that interesting stuff. I like to get those questions. I hope that we gave Kathy some really great information on suggestions of how we can help her out and how she can feel better about that, uh, that snacking after dinner. Yeah, well, I think one thing for me that makes it hard this time of year is the days are long. There's a long the days day until are... the sun goes down, and we're eating later and later dinners. Sure, um, which sure. probably isn't the best idea either because, you know, eating right before What time has... do you guys usually sit down and have dinner? It's terrible. We're about eight o'clock. Got it's it. Pretty okay. Late. Yeah. 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 You know, it's average. I, I I would be curious, and we can look up what the average family and mm-hmm. what the average individual these days around the country sits down and has dinner. Yeah. I'd be curious to find out what the breakdown is. You know, again, family and then single individual. Mm-hmm. Well, if I was living by myself, I probably would eat a yogurt and a carrot stick and call it a night. Um, Right. But my husband doesn't go for that. He likes to have more (laughs) on his plate. So we do eat late. Of course, me too. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you need to have more stuff. So um, I'm a total foodie, and I uh, I love my food. I'm not, you know, my sometimes my wife she's like, well, I can just have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm like, no, I need to have some fish. I need to have some chicken. I need to have my vegetables. That's just me. 
Yeah, I, I well, love to have my everybody's meals. body needs a little something different, and uh, that's we, my energy exactly. Yeah, yep. that's my energy. But it's interesting to find out, and that's what I, I would like to put the test out there to our listeners and call us and let us know what time do you guys sit down and eat for dinner, and what do you eat for dinner. Let's yeah. get more. I would love to find out and, and get a little information out there to find out what people are doing and how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you want to weigh in on that topic, give us a phone call or an email at um, totalfitandrehab.gmail, and, um, or not .gmail, at gmail.com. Sorry about that. Um, get my dots it and is- apps mixed up. Yes, and, uh, and they can also they can reach me at 310-994-9477, and the email is totalfitandrehab at gmail.com. And that would be a very interesting – we can take a little poll here and find out uh, with our listeners what they're doing and how they do it. Maybe they can give us a little bit more information. We can bring it up on a topic on one of the shows. That sounds great. That sounds great. We're going to go to another break right now. Um, So all of our listeners will be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about exercise next. So you won't want to miss that. One of my Um, favorite topics. You're the exercise guru, man. I I love it. I love it. That's it. So So we're going to come back with that. Yep. We'll be right back, everybody. This is Body Talk Live. Welcome back. This is Body Talk Live with your host, Robin Pop, and Jeremy Gateman, the body guru from Century City, California. We have been talking about food today. Go bit oh, about food today. Great topic. I love it. Food. Yep. I like food. Uh, but now we're going to yes. switch into we some, uh, what do we do with all that we're food? We're going to talk about some exercise. <laughs> we got to exercise now. <laughs> Yeah, so we got to yeah. work the food off. And, uh, yes. you know, Jeremy, you've got so much experience with exercises, what's good, what's not good, what's, what's dangerous, uh, what's helpful. So uh, I'm anxious I, to hear what you have to say today. Yeah, this is, this is really cool stuff. You know, I come across things all the time, and I'm presented with questions with my clients. Um, sometimes I'll even get phone calls. And I work closely with a lot of physicians <clears throat> mm-hmm. that refer to me. And we work together, and that's one of the things that I have really done that's important to me with my clients is anytime that there is a second or third party, such as myself, my client, and a physician, we work very close together. So I always state when there's somebody that's involved, and I want our listeners to know if there's information or they want to make an appointment that that's important to me is that we do this together as a group. And so whenever there's somebody else involved, we always work together. And so when we talk about exercise, and and this is really important, and talking about specific movements, because there's so many different exercises out there, there's so many different movements down in, in that. And I found this article on a specific exercise 
But what's interesting is when you think about exercise, you got to break it down and exercise with knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like to teach my client is when there's an exercise movement that incorporates two or more movements in it, you really got to be careful. And that's when you want to get educated and build in your knowledge whether or not this is the right movement for me and should I break this down into separate movements. One movement, two movements, three movements, depending upon how many this particular exercise has. So I did some interesting research on the burpee, which is a movement that incorporates three things at once. And in all truth, it's really not very good at any one of them. Mm. And it incorporates a lot of torque on the body. And the best thing to do is, the the interesting thing about this specific movement is the phenomenon of this. And you see a lot of people doing burpees in the CrossFit world because it incorporates a whole body movement. So the hype that people like because they think it's a total body exercise, which Mm -hmm. it is. It's upper body, it's lower body, and it's cardio. But is the risk outweigh the benefits of well, now let's, keeping let's, yourself strong. I know we're not on TV, so we can't just, you know, show the burpee, but maybe you could tell people. We, I got on YouTube last night, and I looked at it, so I know what we're talking about, but there might be somebody right. out there that doesn't know what a burpee is. Um, why exactly. Why don't you explain the and that's motions what we're gonna that people do. are doing? Yeah. Yes. So a burpee is a movement that incorporates a push-up, and you basically, <clears throat> you drop your body down to the floor on your belly, you push yourself back up onto your feet, and you jump straight up. And then you jump back down into a push-up position, you go down into a push-up, and you push your body back up. And the problem with this is, again, it's a tremendous torque on your body. And I've seen in my office quite a few people that have injured themselves doing this movement. So my suggestion is, again, exercise with knowledge, but break these movements down. If you want to do a push-up, do an individual push-up. And there's different varieties of doing push-ups. It's not just one way. You can incorporate a great cardiovascular stimulation with adding little bits of things to your push-ups, such as widening your legs or changing the position of your body, bringing your body weight over your fingertips when you do a push-up, which will mm-hmm. increase the, uh, the strength, and it'll also increase your heart rate a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting, this article and research on this one particular thing, and again, I'm not a particular fan of this. I'm a huge fan of you know picking an exercise and finding a good combination for it if there is one. And usually there are. You have to be creative and think outside the box. And in, in separating into three different exercises versus all together. Okay. And so well, with my clients, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I was just I was just wondering, you know, you've got your upper body, your lower body, and your cardio. Um Right. So you so, want to do separate uh, exercises for each target. It's, you know, it's, it's great. There are specific exercises that you can incorporate together mm-hmm. that are much safer than this specific movement. Okay. And to be able to do that, you want to know as 
where you want to go with your routine. Mm -hmm. What's important for you as you're taking on this great journey of exercising, building yourself up, strengthening your immune system, possibly losing weight? These are all things, but each person that comes into my office that wants to get stronger, build their endurance, it's, I choreograph, I like to choreograph each person's um, training routine. You know, if we're going to do a lot of training stuff, it's really important for me that not each person wants to do the same thing, nor is it going to work for them. You know, sitting and doing weights and things like that, not necessarily is going to work for you, Robin, but it may work for me mm-hmm. or vice versa. So being able to think outside the box on how can we get multiple parts of the body stimulated at once without putting undue stress on the body and hurting themselves? Right. And you've seen that's that. Really that's really important. That's been your side of it is, you know, you go to the gym, you see people doing this, rocking on with it. And then Man, you're you on see the these pushing all the weights. Right. You know, I, I see in all of my years, I've seen so many people in the gym and I've seen um, some trainers that are working with their clients. And it's so important when you're working with someone that is guiding you through this process that they really know what they're doing, but most importantly, that they know exactly what you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. That's important, and that they take that into consideration that you want to lose weight, that you want to be careful, you've got these specific ailments that you want to be cautious of, you don't want to hurt yourself. That's really important. Mm-hmm. But there are, there's a will, there's a way. And there are ways of incorporating multiple body parts and stimulating the body without hurting yourself. And that's important. Just like you, when you work on the farm, right? You, when you carry those, the chickens, when you carry the eggs, you're I doing... Do. Right. I'm doing You're cardio because I have to walk half a mile to get them. Oh, my gosh. Do you really? <laughs> I'm joking. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. It's not that far. Now, but wait a minute. I think we should tell the callers that they can come to your farm to help you carry the eggs from one place to the other. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've had people come and carry my eggs, and sometimes they don't stay in whole egg form. Sometimes they get a Whoops. little broken. <laughs> But it's interesting, as an example, you are carrying the eggs from one place to the other. You are embracing those eggs in your arms, right, close Mm -hmm. to your heart. That's stimulating your heart. You're also getting your legs. You're getting your muscles in your arms stimulated. Mm -hmm. And you're also getting your core. Mm -hmm. So here's, as this is work for you, this is what you do for work, this is also a a body-rounded exercise that you're doing daily that's safe. I'm not saying that you can't hurt yourself when you pick up the eggs. No, I'm not hurting myself, but it is is a good, you know, exercise routine. You're right. I never thought about it. Right, and it's... Uh, And it's interesting that the phenomenons and the hype out there about specific things, I'm always very careful when someone comes to me and says, well, gosh, you know, this is really popular. This is really important to me. I want to do this. And I said, okay, well, now can I give you my suggestions? And I don't have a problem doing this, but can we make variations to this? Because I'm not a fan of doing it this way, and your body isn't going to be 
uh, super productive doing it that way. This is how I see your body. You also have had some previous uh, injuries, whether it's your back or one of the other major joints in your body having to do with a knee or a shoulder. I make suggestions, and usually they're okay with it because it's going to be more productive for them in the long term rather than sticking with something that has this huge name to it and has the hype that everybody's doing. I'd rather sort of backtrack a little bit, get them educated, and follow through with something that is healthier and more productive that will actually stimulate the body parts that we want to more effectively, which is awesome. – which is which is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's individualized. And uh, we're Are we have getting to take close? A break. You're not going to tell me that we break? have to go to a commercial yet, do yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> we do. We do. We got to go. Are we going um, to a commercial? All right. <laughs> yep. And we'll be right back. This is Body guys, Talk thanks Live. Thanks for listening to we'll, Body Talk Live. We'll be right back. Robin Pop and Jeremy Gateman have been talking about exercise and exercise. Food. Yeah, and yes. now we're going to go to one of my favorite subjects. Oh my I, gosh! Can you? Yes. <laughs> are you Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. I'm ready. You want You want to You want to engage it? You want me to engage it? Um, you go for it. <laughs> I, I'm going to do it. All right. So, interesting on some more research that I was doing just on. Some of my own personal things um, that I deal with and some things that I was dealing with my clients, and I came across this. Honestly, I couldn't sleep last night, and I did some research on ice cream. Crazy, right? And how ice cream tickles our brain and really what that means. What does that really mean that ice cream tickles our brain, and, and what's the phenomenon on that? And eating ice cream really does more for us than people really think. Scientists, and it's so interesting, scientists have found that a spoonful of, the, of ice cream, mm-hmm. right, being it cold, lightens up the senses and pleasure centers in our brain almost like something exciting's happened to us, like we've won a million dollars or <laughs> we've listened to, oh my God, that'd be awesome or we've just listened to one of our favorite songs, or we've gone to a concert and it's completely stimulated us in a popular way. It was interesting that that study on ice cream has shown that that flavor sense, right, it has to do with texture, it has to do with taste, Mm -hmm. and it has to do with temperature. In stimulating our brain into going into a happy, really outrageous place, and Remember I love when this. we were little kids? I love this, this is idea. Cool stuff. I love this, this idea. It's really finally cool. okay to have a little ice cream. Um, well, yeah, you know, it's it's we always kind of want to monitor things, you know, here and there we don't want to go buy a whole gallon of ice cream and sit in front of the TV and eat it because it makes us feel good. I think we're going to feel like <laughs> crap afterwards. <laughs> Darn. But 
you know, I we keep in the house um, for for our son. We keep some some natural organic uh, fruit sorbets. Okay. And I will have a spoonful. He'll have more than a spoonful, and <laughs> it does for me. And it's let's. I think it's super cool. Anything that you can do to stimulate happy senses in your body and in your brain, and really. That's a cool thing to think about is we're tickling our brain, right? Mm -hmm. We're tickling our brain to take us from one place to another is super cool. And it can just be a little spoonful, and it doesn't have to be ice cream. It could be Mm -hmm. sorbet. It could be frozen yogurt. I think it has to do with, as they were saying, and with my experience, is it has to do with texture. It has to do with temperature, and it has to do with taste. How many people crave, right? We talk about the craving. Same thing with this as we tickle our brain, vanilla ice cream, chocolate ice cream. Find out what flavor tickles your fancy. Mm -hmm. I'm a chocolate guy. Give me some chocolate, and you've taken care of it for me. (laughs) I'm a vanilla girl. Are you a vanilla girl? Yeah, Yeah, I'm a vanilla girl. But there's not just, you know, I can't really eat regular ice cream. You know, right. you and Neither I have talked I. about digestive yeah. things, and you know, milk is not the easiest thing to digest. So, um, I I usually have a really cold uh, yogurt with frozen bananas in it. Yeah, that's cool too. There's alternatives, and we can talk mm-hmm. about that. It's interesting. You know, I, I think you and me are, are the same. I've got a, a lactose intolerance to the dairy, so for me, there's great choices out there because there's ice cream made out of almond milk. There's lactose-free. There's ice cream now that's made out of coconut milk and coconut mm-hmm. water. So there's mm-hmm. great alternatives. Yeah. And it could just also be, as you were suggesting, um, something cold, freezing a banana and mixing maybe a little bit of peanut butter in it mm-hmm. or um, you know, crushing up a banana and adding something that really stimulates you and makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just and like this little happy time when uh, I can sit down at night and have something cold, and and I never really, um, I never really thought about it as tickling my brain, but I guess it, it gives me that happy feeling. It does exactly, and mm-hmm. I think you know. Let's put out there as for next week's show. Okay, I'm gonna find something. You know, we found this ice cream, which most people are gonna eat in the evening time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a great right. stimulus and a happiness in the evening time. Let's find something that tickles your brain during the daytime. Okay. And it can be really easy and exciting for people. So I'm going to do some research. We can have that on a segment next week on the show. Okay. I think it'll brain be great. Brain ticklers for Brain daytime. ticklers. Oh, my God, yes. And also, I want to talk about quickly something for next week's show. I want people to listen, and we've really got some great stuff for next week. We're going to talk about osteoporosis and the benefits of weight-bearing exercises and what can that do for uh, postmenopausal women. Mm. And there's an interesting study. I don't want to give anything away, but this is really interesting, and I'm working on a project with a friend and physician of mine on coming up with an exercise program for postmenopausal women mm-hmm. and women and also men, but it's more common in women 
that have osteoporosis, which has to do with the bones. So please stay tuned. It's really going to be a great segment and show for next week. And yep, I'm for excited baby boomers, about it. Baby boomers. The, yeah, the, the baby boomers, but really everybody in the fear mm-hmm. uh, that all this has to do with. And really, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. So and how I'm, you can do it. I think that's a great topic for next week. And we're going we're gonna to make sure that uh, we have a good brain tickler that we can, you know, eat while we're having the radio show too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> what, do, I'm gonna, what do you want? I'm going to send you something. What are you going to send me? I got to think know. of something. I got to think of something good. Yeah. Okay. You got it. That's. I don't deal. know if the audience will be able to understand us through our chewing, but uh, <laughs> as we're eating, right? Yeah, eating this bag of chips and some salsa, exactly, or some ice cream as we're uh, happily yeah. tickling our brains to yeah. uh, go through the show. It's great. So let's go through this a quick been... recap of uh, what we talked about this time. Um, we let's talked do that. about um, labels and um, you know looking at the serving sizes on the label compared to what you really want to have. And um, right. In you know, looking at the, the, the information um, as when the food companies, brands out there put in little magnetic messages and pay attention to that. That's really important. Really read the labels. Company likes, you know, there's, there's lots of companies out there. There's lots of products. And companies like to add those magnetic words and triggers mm-hmm. on products to make you think it's healthy. And that's the stimulus for you to buy that product. So just be aware. And we also talked about the exercise in the lemon, lemon water. Lemon I'm water. a huge, yeah, I'm, I'm huge on that. Again, mm-hmm. personal preference. Um, I, I really enjoy it. And, and for me, you know, as we've helps talked about, cells. you know, having, what's helps that? Cell. It helps your cells. It helps your digestion. Yeah, it's got the flavonoids. Yep. It's got vitamin C and flavonoids are really, really there. great for we talked Cell about health. exercise and how you exercise, um, carefully exercise with knowledge. Knowledge, yes. Not that, just because it's a popular exercise does not mean it is. And a just good because, thing. right? Just because it has the hype doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for you. There we That's go. important. And then we talked about the ice cream, the brain tickler, and how that makes you feel. I think yep. today was a really great show. Great show, Jeremy. Robin. Thanks for I being thank here. You Appreciate so it so much. And we're going to wrap this one up for now, but we'll talk to everybody next week about more good stuff. And uh, this is Body Talk Live. Thanks for listening to uh, Body Talk Live. All right. See you next week. I know I'm wasting all my time. Standing that coffee line. And we've been sitting around the table. Drinking job about the cup. You know what? My lady wants me home. But when I sit down, I can't get up.